User Grindstaff Publishing Audio Files. All right, here it is. This is the uh, Grindstaff Publishing Podcast, I guess. Um, I've heard so many, listened to so many of these podcasts like this, story kind of ones, and it's so bizarre to actually sit here and do my own. And hopefully it's different. Hopefully it's worth your time. If you uh, have ever thought about writing a book or have written books and just like the topic of literature and writers like I do. Um, hopefully you find something valuable in this, but I, I hope to, uh, give some kind of information. Um, I've written two books. Um, one is called room to Rome. It's, uh, it's about my trip through, uh, 19 countries in Europe in about three months. And, um, the second one is, uh, called chasing the Kingfish. It's, a uh, about my time fishing commercially for salmon in Alaska uh, back in 2011 between college. Um, and both both books have been written. Um, the first one with one very small kid, um, Xander, and the second one written with two kids, Xander and our newest guy, Wyatt. Um, so if you are a parent, this is definitely going to be something that my friends and I have talked about quite a bit and how to be creative when uh, having children and what that means. But if you're not, hopefully you find it interesting too. I, I love writers and I love writing. So I, I mean, it's going to come up a lot with uh, my love of Hemingway and Kerouac and those kind of guys and just the people that try to push boundaries and write and just, just love it. Um, Set the scene. I guess it's uh, September fifteenth. I am um, in Oregon, um, amidst the uh, the smoke from all the wildfires burning in the once beautiful Pacific Northwest. Hopefully, it's still green and lush and comes back stronger. Um, but yeah, so I'm uh, I'm in Oregon, I'm in Salem, and I am currently in my garage. Um, it's pretty cool because this is kind of like my space. Half of it has been turned into like my work area, my workbench area. Um, a lot of woodworking tools around me, saw, a lot of saws and vice grip and a lot of wood and, and just, just cool stuff to do projects with and play with. Um, right next to me is a really cool, if I say so myself, um, table saw, table workbench thing that I made on rollers that rolls very easily on our cement floor here. So I'm kind of in the middle of all that behind me is a bunch of, um, typical garage stuff, storage and things we haven't put away yet, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool area. It gets me really thinking and creative and gets me just able to do a lot of different things I like to do. Um, and my, my normal job is to be a, a, a biologist, a microbiologist up in Portland. Um, we test uh, foodstuffs um, for different bacteria and pathogens like salmonella and listeria, and um, we do yeast and mold and all kinds of testing with uh, with auger and um, plates and a lot of science, 
fun stuff, uh, genetic stuff and PCR, that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool to to uh, to do that science job and to have my bl- my brain be half the science and that that white collar, you know, nine to five, um, you know, city job. And then I can come back here and literally take off those shoes and put in put on my beautiful Crocs and start doing that dad life and that you know building stuff and um, just really just have two really two lives and it's it's wonderful I love it. Um, uh, a little bit about my personal life. Um, my wife is Alex. Um, we've been together for ten years, married for three and a half. Um, like I said earlier, we have a, an almost three-year-old son named Xander, and um, our 18-month-old is named Wyatt, so it's a pretty crazy household to have two toddlers, but here we are with uh, one income and doing it ourselves, and it's it's wonderful. So it's difficult, but fun, and um, writing definitely gives me that creative outlet. Um, you know, I, I try to have a bunch of that, um, so yeah. Um, kind of what this podcast I want to have or want to be is, uh, one that doesn't just look at, you know, how to publish your book. There's so many of those podcasts out there that are redundant and, um, just, I think lazy. Um, so part of this podcast will be an outlet for my audiobooks because I am definitely not a professional, um, you know, reader of audiobooks. I, have uh, grown up with a stammer and a stutter, and so I talk kind of fast sometimes. So if there are parts in this podcast that uh, you find me talking really fast or start to stutter or stammer, I apologize, but that's just kind of who I am, and I've worked um, my 31 years of life, you know, trying to, you know, mitigate that, and hopefully it comes out to a pretty uh, understandable podcast that isn't too uh, jumbled and messy. Um Anyway, um, so I, I want this podcast to be basically half um, my books of like audio books that are totally free. Um, you can go to grindsetpublishing.com to find all that stuff. Um, but this is not a promotional thing. I don't, I, I'm not doing this podcast solely as for myself, but I just want to connect with people out there that they want to write, write books and want to just like, like reading books. So half will be um, my audio books. Um, for free and stuff, and 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 I, I will be clear about that in the uh, titles of these things. And the other half, I want to be a uh, discussion about literature. Um, but more importantly, I want them to. I want this to be kind of how I write my books. And um, I've written two. Um, I have a, um, a photography book that's kind of a companion to my uh, my Room to Rome novel. Um, so all the all, there's like a hundred and uh, 30 pictures I took in Europe. And so they're on, they're in that really pretty book. Um, currently I'm working on a, a, a Western. Um, so that is almost in the writing stage. So I'm not a professional writer. I, I mean, I, I have made a little bit of money off this stuff, but I definitely, this is not my full-time thing. So I am definitely not a, uh, a professional. I'm, I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but, um, I can tell you my own personal experience. I can tell you what a very chaotic life and writing books like that and in that environment is like. I can tell you how it is with um, with kids, young kids. So I uh, I definitely find that's a big thing whenever I talk to people, definitely my friends and people I work with and stuff, and 
as soon as they figure out I'm, I, or as soon as they learn that I'm a writer, they're like, wow, and you have two kids. How is it possible? But it is possible. And, um, it's, uh, it's really rewarding when you can figure out how to carve out holes and, you know, space for yourself, um, as a parent in general, but as a writer in particular. Um, so yeah, I, I hope to go into that a little bit and I hope to, uh, to kind of delve into that a little bit more than I've, I've personally heard. Um, there definitely aren't a lot of podcasts out there that deal with that nuts and bolts behind the scenes of writers actually writing and that don't just write one book and then say, Oh, I'm a writer now. So buy my book and that's it. So I'm actively writing. I, I have a plan of, um, I call it my every genre project. Uh, I, I would like to write, I will write um, a novel in um, in every one of the major genre categories, um, you know, like, you know, fiction, nonfiction, um, you know, biography, um, romance, sci- science fiction, um, Western, all, all those major guys, which I, uh, which I have on my pot or which I have on my uh, website. So um, yeah, this is definitely just a, a creative endeavor that I've never explored before. I've, uh, I've listened to so many podcasts in so many diverse realms that I just, I, I want to take a crack at it. I, I know there are a lot of them out there. I appreciate your time for even giving, giving this one a chance, um, uh, sincerely, but I just really want to, uh, try to, you know, get into that nuts and bolts and look behind the scenes at what it means to be a writer in this, uh, in the, you know, in 2020 and more specifically, uh, a Pacific Northwest writer and just kind of our weird, weird, uh, atmosphere up here anyway. So, um, Hopefully you uh, kind of like what you hear and we can uh, kind of communicate and figure something out together. I think a good place to start in this um, this first episode, the first behind the scenes episode is um, is why the hell I chose to write books. Um, why would a science major do that? That's not what typically happens. But um, basically how it goes is that... Um, I grew up with a mother, a single mother that, uh, that was a voracious reader. She still is, um, just love literature, um, love reading. I, I remember her always having a book in her hand. Um, a lot of Stephen King, a lot of that, um, that really out there literature and just stuff that I really think challenged her, uh, small town upbringing. And, um, so literature was always a huge part of my, uh, my really early life. And as I got to junior high and high school, I just, I just really fell in love with those, uh, super charismatic, um, you know, male, predominantly male, um, you know, writers like Hemingway, um, definitely Hemingway for sure. Um, Kerouac and Jack London and, um, those guys that just, uh, kind of like that blue collar approach and like, you don't need to go to, you know, like you don't need to have a master's degree in, in literature from a, from a really you know great or Ivy league school to be a writer. You just need to have a story to tell and, you can do it. Um, so part of it was my mother and her love of, um, of, re- of, of reading books. And the second part of it was, uh, my upbringing. I was, uh, I was raised in a very, very small town called, uh, Helix, Oregon. It's, uh, when I graduated, um, there were 180 people living in the town, um, 13 kids in my graduating class and 56 kids in my high school. Um, so a very, very small town. It's, uh, if anyone's been in Oregon, uh, between Pendleton and uh, Milton Freewater, halfway there, if you uh, turn uh, turn to the west and go in the middle of a, of you know 
acres and acres and acres of rolling wheat fields. That's uh, you'll find our little small community of Helix. Um, after high school, I uh, I I definitely wanted to do science, but um, there is there is a really big urge to either do um, go in the sciences, which is you know which is a lot more stable, a lot lot more stable than art, or going to writing. And I um, I thought that. I could always be a writer. I, I didn't need anything special to have to be a writer, so I might as well go into sciences to be to be safe and make you know make a steady income. So, so I chose chose science and chose biology in particular. Um, but before that, um, right out of high school, a couple of days after I graduated, I started working on a uh, five thousand acre wheat farm over in uh, Helix, just outside of my hometown, and I got my ass kicked. Um, we, I mean, it was just long, long hours, um, a lot of heat and a lot of dirt and a lot of tractors and working on stuff and coming from being a very, very nerdy, nerdy guy growing up with a single mom. And I, uh, definitely was not raised in that atmosphere. So it was the best thing ever looking back and working on a, on a wheat farm that just blue collar to the core, um, just hard work, um, working with people that loved what they did, what they did. Um, even more particular that was interesting to me was that my boss, um, is a guy named Tyson who looking back was probably, um, probably 28. Um, and he had gone to a, pre- a really good school in Salem called Willamette university. And he had gotten his uh, degree in um, what was it in, uh, in biochemistry, I think. And so he had, uh, done the four year college thing. Um, and then he went to work at a really, um, really good uh, medical college, um, Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, and uh, studied lung cancer cells there. And then he uh, just got tired of the, the grind, and he decided at, at like, you know, 27, 28 to head back and, um, and, and take over the, the farming portion of his, uh, his, his family's century farm, wheat farm. So that was my boss, and so it was really interesting and a really formative to look back at it and to think that here I was this really nerdy skinny kid that, that they just completely took a chance on. And I, uh, and I I had this boss that was perfect because he was this, you know, charming, good looking dude, but also he was this guy that, um, that exuded confidence and he, and he came from this heavily scientific background and he had tried to go that way. And he said, I don't want, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. So he went back and started farming and I was like, that's a really looking back. That's really interesting for my, you know, my, my formation of who I am, who I am today. And, um, him and I talked a lot about writing and writers and, um, I'll never forget after that first summer, um, of 20, uh, 2007 was when I graduated high school. Um, so that after that first summer, four months of getting my ass kicked in the dirt of, uh, Eastern Oregon, excuse me. Um, he, uh, before I left to, to go to college, he, he told me that you really, really only needed three books, um, to read, you know, in college. And then you were pretty much set. He said that, uh, one was fight club. Um, second was stranger in a strange land. And third was on the road. And so he, according to him with, with those three books, you could, you could pretty much make it. And, uh, you know, and, and that's all you need to liter- literature wise to, uh, to get through college and to learn who you were. And I, um, and immediately after that, I, uh, I bought two of the three, um, I already had, um, on the road, but I didn't have, I didn't have Chuck or, uh, or Heinlein. So 
Um, I bought, I had all three of those and I drove to the other side of the, the state and um, started college and um, just read voraciously and, and did this really weird dance of, um, I would, I would be in college um, and I thought I was going to, I was pre-med for a while. I thought I, I, thought, I, thought I wanted to be a doctor. And um, so I did that, did that grind of, um, you know, school year, heavy, heavy sciences, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, books and textbooks and science, science, science. And it was great and it was fun and, and it satisfied that half of my brain. But the minute I got back to my dorm, it was like, it was all about, I don't want to do any of that. I want to go right into reading and like figuring it out myself and like what this world is and philosophy and religions and all, all that stuff. And so I, I was living that kind of dual, that duality that so many um, young people go through and are kind of told that they need to pick one thing, but I, I, I've never had that, um, that idea of life. I, I like to do, you know, a very generalized approach. I like to be, I like to have a lot of skills and be an expert at none. I like to do a lot of different things. My daily life is like that, and I and that's how I was in college really early on. So, I did that, um, and so back and forth, back and forth. I did. I went. I worked at that particular wheat field with Tyson um, for three summers of of college, and then um, and then on the fourth year of college, the fourth summer, um, just through a series of, of events, I I ended up farming uh are working on a farm in uh in in further eastern oregon in uh near the the wallawa mountains um and so that was a um an alfalfa driven field so alfalfa a lot of cattle a lot of like kind of cowboy thing a lot of riding horses and cowboy hats and that kind of thing so um i did that for a summer and worked in the shadow of the blue or the uh, wallawa mountains excuse me and and it was wonderful It it was it was amazing it was not so much getting my ass kicked but it was a lot more like um you know, learning about who I was, I read a lot that summer. I read a lot and I was by myself and I lived with that family and they were really awesome and great and they were a young family. So I got to see that first, first, you know, bit of like how a family works of having the dad be the worker, like the, the go to work worker, um, the mom be stay at home and work there and work her ass off. And then they, and then ironically looking back at it, they, they also had kids that were the same age difference as my kids, 16 months apart. So they had a very young family, basically mirroring what I have now. Um, and so I learned that dynamic. I lived with them for four months and got to really experience like being 21 and, you know, going to bars and, you know, just, just being around like that, those Western people and those blue collar people. And it was just fantastic. I loved it every minute of it. Um, and it was it was far far more enjoyable conversation with those guys that had you know barely got through high school as opposed to the people that I was around, barring not the professors they were great but the kids around me were just like you know they just wanted to do science in school and that's it. So uh, excuse me, drink from my uh, my nice Northwest Pilsner here. <clears throat> so then um. I went back to back to school, and then um, and that's one of my uh, it was basically after that summer of 20, uh, 2010 that I was I was I knew that I wanted to write I I knew I wanted to write something write books I was writing a lot of poetry a lot of short you know very short stuff and just ideas were just flowing 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 I started doing a lot more a lot more notes and a lot more like you know driving around and pictures and just like just trying to figure out how to uh, how to formulate those ideas and how to 
bring them out of my head and like how to take them away from what I had in my head and what I saw and the visions and trying to uh, put them onto paper and really work that and that out, you know, try to figure out how to be a writer and just that was really, really important. Um, so then I went back to school and that's when things started going going haywire because then I was like, okay, well, I, I know I love blue collar stuff. My entire family is blue collar. No one, I, I, I am the first person in, in, in my family to go to a four-year university to get a bachelor's degree of any sort. So I came, I came from a very, very heavy blue collar family and I love them, love that atmosphere. Never looked down upon anybody in that atmosphere. Um, a lot of loggers and truck drivers and that kind of thing. And then, um, and then I went from, you know, that environment to school. And then, and then I found myself in this really, really bizarre, like science and then arts of writing and that kind of thing and philosophy and reading like Jean-Paul Sartre and I say, or, uh, and just, um, a lot of like, just a lot of philosophy and philosophical stuff and just writer, writer, writer stuff and looking into the writer's the writers' lives and how Hemingway wrote and what people did and their their mechanics and you know I, I just love that stuff and I, I I found myself a lot more into like the like a daily schedule of the, like the writers and stuff and so I had like blue collar I had writing and I had science and science is what I had to do and being a biologist was like what I had to do and that year was difficult because that was I was in um, advanced anatomy and physiology um, I was in you know I was in hard hard chemistry. I was in, um, hard math. I was doing extracurricular stuff and, and doing my own, my own work in, in labs and doing uh, cognitive research and neuroscience. And it was just, it was, uh, it was a lot of stuff that was good and it looked really, really, really good on my grad school application stuff and my resume, but I was not happy. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Um, I broke up with, or my girlfriend, broke up with me that we have been together since high school. So that was a, a one more cog in the thing. And it was just all this stuff that just kind of culminated into be like, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I, I, I know I'm doing what everyone around me wants to do. Is that right? I don't know what, what I, I don't, I didn't know. So I, um, I didn't freak out. I mean, I, I kept good grades. I, I went to class and everything, but every minute I had was focused on, writers and reading and just people that did a lot and so I, uh, I I had to wrestle with that that entire year and that was uh 2010 going into 2011 um, earlier that year um, I met my new girlfriend um, who 10 years later is still my wife and the mother of my children but back then it was just Alex and I very early stages of dating um, we were we were all you know my it was me and her and then we both lived with um, two girls that I went to high school with. So there were three girls and me in one apartment and it was super fun. We drank a lot. We partied a lot. Um, it was really fun. It was great. We all look back at that time being like, that was so much fun and so free and just went uber hippie and like um, just really loved all of it. And and that la that lifestyle and talking and up till three in the morning talking about physics and like you know stars and universes and you know you know what are we and evolution and all that stuff just further further you know drove that you know just drove me apart from science and like that pursuit and like that pursuit and that love of the pursuit was kind of gone and so Alex and I kept on dating and um and then. It was uh, 2011, and then um, 
I started getting this idea of like, okay, well, I need to do something adventurous. And I, and I felt like my time on, on wheat farms in Eastern Oregon, where I grew up, were kind of coming to an end. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I should probably, you know, kind of stop doing that route and maybe I should go towards, uh, something new. And so I decided to, uh, look into how I could possibly even possibly get up to Alaska and, um, and fish there. I have a pretty long history of Alaska. My, um, my dad's sister has lived in Fairbanks for a long, long time, decades. Um, my grandma and grandpa, my mom's side, um, they both, um, my, my grandpa was a, a logger in the seventies, um, in, uh, near Homer, Alaska. Um, and so, so, um, he was a, he, he would log in, uh, near Klamath Falls, Oregon. And then, um, during the year, sorry, during the winter times. And then, um, during the summer times, he would, uh, he would, he, he and my grandmother would pack up their stuff and then they go up to Homer, Alaska and he would log. And my grandma was a, was a camp cook and she was just a badass cook and still is a badass lady and, uh, amazing. And so they, they had two kids, my mom and my uncle and, um, and they just killed it. And so they, there, there's on both sides of my family who are very heavily, heavily rooted, um, Alaskan roots. Oh, and my, my dad's dad was also a trucker in Alaska working for the logging people. So it was a lot of Alaska stuff. And there is never like a push to, for me to go to Alaska, but there is just always this like thing where it's like, man, that's, that's probably where, you know, that's, that's where the adventure is. Like that's where the stories come from that I've always heard in my life. And so I just wanted to really get, get up there and not to log, but something. And so just through a series of weird events and, um, you know, just a lot of weird shows and t- movies and stuff like that, I, I came across the idea of uh, starting to do or to, to fish up in Alaska for salmon. So just one of those weird coincidence things in life. Um, one of my roommates, um, a girl that I had gone to high school with who was in my class and graduated with me, and um, Sarah had a friend um, named DJ who she knew and um DJ's dad was a fisherman up in Alaska. And I was like, holy shit, that's that's incredible. How do you that's incredible. How do you how do you how I can get up there? And so she uh she gave me his number. I texted DJ for a bit and um and I met him a couple times in the past at parties and stuff and and then he just gave me his his dad gave him the number of this captain that was looking for a deckhand and then he gave that to me and um I stood on the precipice in February and I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna call this fisherman in Alaska, this captain in Alaska, and I'm gonna ask to leave my life and uh go to Alaska for a summer. And so I did that. Excuse me. And um I went to uh Alaska to fish in the summer of twenty eleven. Um, I, I wrote a, a book about that called chasing the kingfish that, um, I wrote last year and is all about that and talked about me leaving Alex behind and all my life. And I just basically just said, fuck it to all of my schooling and was like, I'm done. I'm just going to go just be footloose and just do it. And I, I did it. I, uh, had a great time. I can, I, I'll talk a lot more about this in a future podcast about that book in particular, but this beautiful, beautiful stuff. And that was my, that was my life for, for, uh, for four months. And there was like just a lot of fish, a lot of salmon, a lot of people, you know, drug addicts and deep sea fishing and big waves and 
giant mountains in Alaska and beauty every day. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then uh, it kind of was like this weird refresher. And so then I was like, that's, that's what I, I just had to get out of my system. And then I came back and I went right into organic chemistry. And I was like, holy shit, this is too much. I, I can't, I cannot do this. I, I can't have that kind of like literally three days ago, I was on a boat heading home. And now I'm sitting in this organic chemistry class when the professor is closing her eyes at us because she's just done this for so long that it's just like this monotony. So I couldn't do it. And I said, you know, I, I'm done. I, I just couldn't do it. So I, I, I quit school for a year and I was just, it was me and Alex and we were just going to just do our own thing. And I was, I got really arty. I mean, I, I worked on the side. I mean, I, I worked for a, um, a towing industry. So I was a tow truck driver for a year, a couple of years. And, um, for that just entire year, we were broke living in a shoebox apartment. Um, just, dr- I was dreaming about writing a book. I read books. I read, I, I started this love affair with, uh, Theodore Roosevelt and his, just what he did and what his, his, his like just balls he had. Um, and just loved all of it. Lo- I, I love that. I love the, the no money. I love that artist's life. And it was fantastic. It was great. Um, and then, um, then the next year I went back to school. I finished my degree. Um, I have a degree in, um, in biology, in general biology to make sure I could do whatever I wanted to with it. So a degree in biology and a degree in psychology. So dual, dual major, um, biology, psychology, and with the ambition back then of doing neuroscience until I figured out that most of my job would be, you know, putting stuff in monkey brains and watching them suffer. So I didn't, I didn't want to do that. That was pretty clear. So I graduated, um, in 2015, um, and then, and then, uh, got a job working on a, a hop farm, um, for a local brewery here. Um, I won't say their name, but a local brewery that has a hop farm is pretty rare. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I worked there. It was, uh, it's so basically, I went from work from college, then I worked there, um, amidst like a thousand acres of hops, um, serving craft beer to people. And it was fantastic. It was exactly what I needed. Uh, I, it was perfect. Um, so, um, Alex and I took a break. Um, we just, we, we were just going so far in different directions. She wanted to do her own thing. I needed to do my own thing. We just were like, okay, we've dated for a while. Like marriage is scary. We got engaged and they were like, this is, we were just way too much. So we were, we both freaked out and said, we're, I, we, we can't do that anymore. So we, uh, we split it, split it off, broke it apart. And then, um, I just went full, um, like, you know, bachelor guy, 20, 25 years old, working in a brewery, um, talking to people from all over the world, working in this thousand acre hop farm, you know, it was, and like all my people around me were like these young guys and they were all super great. And we hung out a lot after work and stuff. And then 2015 happened, or yeah, 2015 happened and my hair was like down to my shoulders and. I was like, this is fantastic. I'm living this perfect life. And like, I was like, I need to do something really big. I need to do something really big before I settle down and commit to somebody and like, you know, do what I have to do because I was just so focused on not, not starting that science life. Cause I knew once I started it, I had to, I had, that was basically not my end of my life, but just, that was, I, I had to do it. So, um, I kept tinkering with stuff and I kept looking at stuff and kept reading, reading stuff and reading more books and different people and stuff. And 
It was like in the um, 2015, um, probably spring, early spring. I was still working at, at that brewery. And, um, and so then I, I decided that I wanted to go to Europe. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should do this whole backpacking thing, but not do a cliched version of like, you know, it's like going to a couple countries and it's like, you know, having a backpack on and like, hey, I'm looking at me. But more like a, um, like an odyssey, like a journey and um, just really, just really writing. He's like being a writer. And like, I was like, that was totally what I wanted to do. And so all of that 2015 spring and summer was completely focused on Europe. It was all I thought about, all I did, Europe, Europe, Europe. And so um, it was in like June or so when um, my really good friend who turned out to be the best man at my wedding, Michael and I, um, he wanted to come with me. And so him and I just started, you know, jotting down notes and, you know, talking about stuff and looking at maps and things and seeing where we wanted to go. And so pretty soon this map of Europe kind of spread out in front of us. And we're like, wow, this is, this is, this is possible. This is actually going to be doable. Um, summer went by really fast, you know, working and like drinking really awesome beer, being with really cool people, talking about big ideas you know, futures and stuff. And just, just, it was a really perfect storm of like, my hair was long, creativity was everywhere. People I met and things I did were all creative. And I just was like really gearing up for like that artist, that artist life. And I was like, man, this is, this might be the thing. Uh, maybe science isn't the answer. And, and so then I, uh, it, you know, come um, September, uh, September 11th, um, which is only a few days ago, actually, surprisingly, uh, my five-year anniversary of Europe. So September 11th, um, Michael shot off to Iceland before me on an earlier flight, and I uh, I got, let's see, sorry, September 9th, I, I left my grandmother's house in eastern, southeastern Washington, took a, took a um, train across, Amtrak train across to Portland, Portland up to Seattle on an Amtrak train, then Seattle um, I flew into New York on um, on twenty on September eleventh, twenty fifteen, and then um, and then after then that evening um, we flew the flew um, the plane flew um, into Iceland, and so there I was um, on September eleventh, twenty fifteen, um, in Iceland, and I was like, holy shit, this is actually happening! And um, Room to Rome, the first novel I wrote, um, is all about that. I'll I'll, I'll delve deeper into that. Um, probably in a lot of podcasts. It's too big for one. And so I just basically um, spent 94 days going to 19 countries in Europe and um, just loved it. I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, Michael and I were together traveling for two weeks through all of Scandinavia. Then he came, he went home. And then I went from Germany and just went bananas and went everywhere. And so um, and I came back and uh and then, um, let's see, I, I left September 11th, 2015, and I came back to America December 11th. Um, so it was just a crazy amount of, amount of time. And that, and just as I'm looking at continuity, 94 days is because I counted it from when I left on the train. So I was just thinking in my head, that's not 94, but there you go. Um, hold on a second. That's good. Um, let's see. And then... Um, so December 2015, I came back and um and then I uh I met up with Alex again and we uh we kind of we had gotten we had worked some stuff out. I did my Europe thing, she did her own thing and we kind of figured ourselves out more and 
we kind of got back into the romantic thing and they're like, oh, maybe we should uh, keep on doing this. And so then we got engaged and then fast forward uh, to 2017, uh, um, we, uh, we get married in March and have a baby the following October. And um, yeah, things have gone really, really fast since then. And so, um, yeah, so it just, I, I, I want this, um, this podcast really to be personal. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not using you guys as like this, some kind of psychiatric or psychological thing where I'm like talking to a microphone, trying to figure myself out. But, um, I, I just want to share what I've gone through as a writer and, uh, kind of how I became a writer and what it means. And, um, hopefully in some capacity we can, uh, we can talk, you know, figure out some way of talking to to each other, um, and kind of having different notes and figuring out what the process is and you know, how, how you write, how we all write, everyone's different, you know, and it's in writing doesn't even have to be on paper. You don't have to write books. Um, you know, there's, there's this, there's this medium of podcasting that people have written stories and have talked into a microphone and told amazing stories and I just want it to be a nuts and bolts podcast. So obviously I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just talking to a microphone and trying to make sense of what it means to be a writer. Um, But hopefully over time I can, you know, finesse this thing and make it to a lot more, you know, a lot more specific topics Um, and hopefully have a dialogue and, and I will keep um, uploading my audio books, which are uh, rough. I mean, it's it's really easy to do this. It's really it's really fun to talk into a microphone and I'm just picturing people that I'm talking to normally and I just talk to them like I'm talking to you. Um but audiobooks are just a different beast and I I've never thought it would be that difficult, but it is, man. It's a uh, it's really difficult to uh sit there and read read your work. Um which you'd think you'd be an expert on. I thought, you know, I just wouldn't be easy to be a audiobook person, but I didn't think it'd be this difficult, but man, it's a lot. And then, and then you have the editing and you want it to be really, you know, not perfect, of course, but you want it to be like, you know, pretty good. Um, and Alex was talking to me about, oh, you should, you definitely should sell, you know, sell these things and like sell your audiobooks. I'm like, I can't do that. I, I can't do that to, to anybody that wants to listen to these things. I can't, I can't charge money. So they'll be, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, this is they, they will be, free unless some kind of miraculous thing happens, but they're, they're going to be free. Um, and just before I go, um, it's interesting too, because I haven't been able to find a podcast that I, I haven't been able to find a podcast where they, where it's somebody that is actively writing a book and talking about that process. And, um, that's something I'm really excited about this podcast. So definitely like a teaser is that I'm, um, Again, like I said before, I'm I'm I I am almost to the point of putting words on paper to my um, Western novel. So it's something that I've been really interested in. My my grandmother has had westerns on her TV all day, every day for decades, and I grew up watching so many westerns, like from the very cheesy to the very very good. And I feel like if there is ever a genre, a fictional genre that I could really delve into and really be fun to do. It has to be the Western. And so I really want to have like a, uh, you know, kind of put that into the, maybe the, the end of the podcast each week, kind of like a, you know, real time writing, you know, shenanigans of 
just a difficulty, man. It's hard. It's really hard. Like putting, um, you know, if you're a parent, you know, for sure, you know, young parent, young, young kids are just a beast to put, to put down to bed and, you know, all this is happening at night. So, um, if I sound tired, then more, more tired than normal or kind of groggy, then I'm sorry, but these kids take precedent. So, um, this is all, you know, after work, late night stuff in the old garage and looking at all my tools, staring back at me and thinking I probably should be building something, which in a weird way I am. So, um, I just want to make it a, a, a real time podcast. Um, so if you have any, if you have any, uh, want to write books or had any friends that write books and you want to know why they're so weird, um, and why anyone would ever want to do this art form where you just sit at a blank paper or screen or whatever your medium is and you just hope someone talks to you in your head and you're just basically talking to yourself for uh for months so if you ever have any of those friends that are uh, that are writers and they're are weirdos and you know like to just to put themselves through some kind of crazy psychological weirdness for months on end you know this podcast might be good for you and um hopefully you enjoy it um more to come for sure. I'm hoping that these kind of things will be weekly. Um, I definitely like the idea of nuts and bolts podcast. So anyway, uh, me rambling on, um, just before I go, thank you for getting this far. Um, I am Tyler Grindstaff. This is, um, Grindstaff Publishing. Uh, maybe the next episode I'll get into, um, starting my own imprint, starting my own publishing company per se. And you know, just doing that, that beast and that'd be a good topic. So maybe that's the next topic. So, um, I guess, uh, thanks for listening. Um, more to come. Rise are awesome. Um, read books. Thank you.